Hello, hello and welcome. We are back. It's Trucking Answers, the podcast. That's right. You're here only with your ear hole. All your other holes can be doing other things. I'm here with Gracie, my co-host, who's currently getting a snack, getting her energy ready so that she can make comments about the show. I am Mark, your host, and this is coming to you from Trucking Answers World Headquarters in Lafayette, Indiana, USA. All right. We are up to 40 countries. 40 countries on this podcast. Can you believe that? I think the next one is Belarus. I wish they'd give them to you in order. Right, one download there. That's the one at the bottom of the list, but I don't know if they're in order. You know, uh, I just don't. Anyhow, 40 countries around the world listening to this right here through all of their different ear holes. Thank you very much for that. Please write to me if you're from another country. I'd love to hear from you. I know that there are people out there listening because I get the statistics. Today we will have some trucking news some automotive news which is pretty interesting this week and another reason we are not yet on mars do you know why we're not living on mars it's our neighbor but we're not there because there's a bunch of dumb stupid idiot moron people here on this planet we have to waste our resources keeping alive housing uh you know in jails and everything else so i don't appreciate it because i could be living there but i'm stuck here because of idiots Thank you very much to you idiots. And so that's how that goes. There is an article out this week from an Amazon delivery partner bemoaning the fact that he cannot get drivers. Amazon delivery partners uh, work with Amazon. So what Amazon does, they don't want the liability of having employees. So what they said is, look, people, if you want to start a trucking company, we'll help you do that. And then you can go hire the drivers and have all the headaches of employees and everything else. And what this does, it means Amazon pays these delivery partners and then the delivery partners pay the drivers. So it increases the amount of people in between the original the original money and you getting your money, which reduces everyone's pay. And so this person is saying, oh, you know, uh, it's a shortage. I can't find any people. Well, if you read in the article, he's paying $22 an hour to start, all right, for this local job. And let me tell you, for an experienced driver, that's not a lot of money. When we go, uh, just a quick check, you can become a spotter in Indianapolis for 25 an hour plus overtime. You can actually be a spotter for $23 an hour plus overtime without a CDL in Indianapolis. Okay, so you can get more money without a CDL than this person is offering drivers who have to go out run a log, hassle with the DOT, be on the roads of traffic and everything else. N- uh, no wonder, <laughs> no wonder you can't get anybody to come in. 22, if you have experience, is not super great money to be a local driver. But I think that's part of the problem, part of the problem, of course, of Amazon. And part of the problem of having all these middlemen between the money and the end user, you. All right, so this guy's got to make some money too on the side to support all the trucks and everything and amazon gets out of the liability it's great for everybody except the the last person the driver so of course they're having to farm loads out which costs even more money just raise people's pay that same article which i thought was pretty impressive talks about that pay is down it's only 70 percent of what it was in the 1980s for drivers and i agree right i agree you know the money that people are making today you know we were making many years ago so when the money stays the same, even though, oh, 75, 80,000, that's not great money when you got that, you know, in 1994. So that isn't as good a money as it seems. That, I think, 
results to part of the churn. The money stays the same, so people leave. People that come in think it's great money, but it's the same money. It's the same kind of money. Nothing changes about it. This goes right along with the people at Kellogg's, which have been on strike for some time, and that which I love. And this is another reason why you need a union. That's They offered them a 3% raise. Kellogg's just reported the biggest profits they've ever had. The biggest, and the 3% is less than they've gotten in other contracts. Okay, and so they're staying out on strike because they're working together. And that's what drivers need to do if they expect to get any better pay. We can't continue to tolerate sitting around, not getting paid, all these other things, and then say, well, I don't know what to do about it. Well, what you do about it is you have to come together, just like they did. And I love that Kellogg's is said, look, we're going to hire a bunch of replacement workers for these strikers. They're gonna, we're just going to replace them. So Reddit came to the rescue. They're flooding Kellogg's with applications, thousands a day that they are getting. So they're going to have to sift through all those. And people on Reddit, right, they don't quit. Should be some fun days ahead up there for Kellogg's. Other states, Montana, Wyoming this week came out and said, oh, you know what? We may not plow our roads at night. That was just how Wyoming said that. Midnight to 4 a.m., maybe no plowing in the whole state. So that's pretty awesome. Why they can't get tow, uh, tow truck. They can't get plow truck drivers. They can't get people to come in. Here's the thing. They say, look, it's a tough job in the worst conditions with weird hours. And then they're like, and we can't get anybody to do it. Yeah, duh. Right? Who wants to do that? They advertise here for that in Indiana every year. Every year. But you have to be available on call to come in for 12-hour shifts whenever they call you. Or they don't want to deal with you. That's You can't do that to people. If you're going to do that, you have to pay them a week's pay then, even if there's no work. Otherwise, you have to have a, just a bunch of people that are on call that are available you know, just randomly like they need it as a part-time job. And then say they can only do one shift, like you're calling them out of Saturday. You should let people do that and say, okay, now you you did this one shift. What can you do? Can you come back in? No, I can't come in. That's the only way to get somebody to do that job full-time. You either have to pay them a full-time pay even if they don't work, or you're going to have to let people do it part-time on their own schedule uh, whenever they can work. Or you're not going to be able to do it in Wyoming, here in Indiana, or anywhere else. It's, uh, you know, kind of a thankless job. And they do a lot of training because they said, oh, look, we got to teach people where bridge abutments are and all these pavement cracks and everything else. And so there's a lot of training in it. And then, oh, load the truck. How to load the truck? Actually, somebody does it for you. You just sit in the truck and all this other stuff. And then they don't pay anything. They go, well, we'll call you. And so if it's nice, like it's been nice. It's 50, uh, what is it, 52 degrees here today. They wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't need you today. So what, you're just going to sit at home and what, not make any money? I don't know, run for Uber otherwise? By the way, this $22 this Uber's uh, paying, you can make that at Uber. Although he may or may not have benefits. Uh, there's an ad for in Rensselaer up here in Indiana. For these Amazon people, they don't have any benefits. So at 22 and no benefits, there's really no benefit to it at all. <laughs> because there's no benefits. I think that's pretty funny. Let's get on. Let's get off of this and get to what we're here for, all right? Let's move it on. Gracie is biting my toe and saying, look, move it along. So we're going to do that right now. I'd like to tell you a story about this week on the podcast. This is not on the YouTube channel, so people get a little bit different here from YouTube. I'm also there on YouTube, but for those that don't know it, this podcast goes out Tuesday, Friday so far. So I've done that so far. So Tuesday night, I go to the Natty, all right? I go back and forth to Cincinnati every day. For people in Belarus that don't know that. I get down there 
and it's snowing. But let's back it up. Let's hit the backup beeper and back up. So I get a truck that day. That truck is a single axle drive truck. All right, it is our last truck. My truck's still not out of the shop. Two and a half weeks to do a PM on it. Okay, that's pretty awesome. So I get this truck and I'm, I'm looking at the weather because I always check all that stuff before I leave. It's supposed to snow in the southern part of the state, and which would include Cincinnati. And I'm like, look, dudes, this truck, this ain't going to happen. This, I'm not going to get down there. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do it. And I'll tell you why in a minute here. And they're like, oh, no, no, you're fine, whatever, uh, you know. And so right here, the weather is good. So I can't really not go because I'm not in any kind of problem here. You see what I'm saying? So I take off and I get down there. where I, And so I get my trailer and I go to leave. Where I leave, you turn a corner and then have to go up a hill to a red light. I couldn't make it. <laughs> All right, the truck stopped running. And the thing about the company is, so the eight... Uh, the eight tires on the tractor, okay, the passenger side front two tires are what drive the truck normally. The front axle on these trucks is the only axle that drives it, and the back axle is not liftable. They decided not to add liftable to it. So the uh, front axle is held up by the other tires. The driven tires, those two tires, wear out sooner than other tires because they get all the torque all the time. And on this truck, they had around 14, 30 seconds on them. The other six tires had at least 25, 30 seconds. Okay, they are taller. They're actually holding up those two tires a little bit. But in the half inch of snow that we had there on an unplowed road, that's enough where you can't go. And there's no locking because there's no, they're not together. Okay, the back is the dead axle. It just holds the truck up. Stuck. So I had to call and get a tow. <laughs> it's incredible. I got towed back in where I started from. They had salted in there. Okay, so, and I fortunately, I know the guard because they were closing. But I know the guy. And I said, look, let me sit here until we get this figured out or whatever. So he's like, no problem. So I got to sit in there. I got towed. They sent this biggest freaking tow truck I've ever seen in my life, too. All I did is back up, which was easy because it was downhill, and then he chained me up into the salted area, and I was okay again. And so, uh, that was it. I sat there all night. I left at 6.15 in the morning to come back, and I called him, and I said, look, I'm not going anywhere until all these roads are green. I took a picture, a screenshot, you know, of the map, and said, when this turns green, I'm leaving, because had he towed me up the hill, I wouldn't make the next hill. I just wouldn't make it. There's, these trucks are completely useless. All right, in my opinion. They're completely useless. And basically in everybody's opinion. And this truck, otherwise, piece of junk, otherwise had a ton of problems with it. Just old and worn out. And should have been retired a long time ago. You know, that's the problem with companies over time. When I started here many years ago, we'd get rid of our trucks. 350000 400000 Now... They keep them to a million miles, um, to ostensibly to save money. I'm sure you've seen companies using these single drive axle trucks. Some like Solo will have a liftable axle on. I've also seen Carter Express have, even tractors with sleepers have single drive axles, but the other axle is liftable. And they do this, number one, to get that axle off the ground to save fuel, but you can also lift that axle and then put all the weight on the driven axle. That actually works better than locking the two together because you get all the weight on only four tires. You get more weight down on the ground per square inch. That's why I used to like our single axle tractors that we had for a while. 
because you'd haul the same weight, but you'd have all that weight on half the tires, and they they grip better. They bite. They'll bite into the snow and the bad weather. That's how a winter tire works on your car. It bites better. That's why it works better. So that would work the same here. But on these, they've decided not to get the liftable part because it probably costs you know an extra ten dollars or something. Who knows? Regardless of that, I ended up not leaving until six fifteen in the morning. And uh, by the way, that turned into a pretty long night. As a local driver, I get one day per week of exemption where I can run 16 hours. I still can only have 11 drive hours, which is not a problem, but you get a 16-hour day, which that day I ended up using that exemption, which is very unusual for me. And the real problem here, right, I called him the next day. I'm like, really, which was the morning coming back because now all the office people have had a good night's sleep with their families. And they're back at work, all bright-eyed. They have their Starbucks cups and everything. And uh, I'm like, look, I'm going to come in tonight. Okay, I told him all the problems that I had. I said, look, I told you this in advance. So when I come in, either in my folder, you need to have a number of a different truck, or you can text me while I'm sleeping all day because my phone is off when I'm sleeping. So be sure to text me a number. I said, if I come in, uh, I'm not taking that truck ever again, period. Okay, I'm just done with it. And if that's going to be the end, how we end up here, then consider two weeks ago was my notice, I said, because I'm just finished with it. I'm, I've had a lot of problems with it, and I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I said, you know, I've been here a long time. I think that entitles me at least to a truck that, you know, was made, <laughs> was younger than me, basically, and was made sometime this century, and at least that it works everything. I said, you know, my car's nine years old, but, you know, everything works on it. So, and uh, it doesn't wander all over the place among many other problems because you maintain it. So, you know, they only do the most minimal maintenance on things. And you have to basically point everything out to them, put red tags on it and, you know, paint it red and all this stuff. I said, so I'm done with it. I'm done. Give me another truck or uh, I'll leave. I'm finished. That's where I was on it. And I uh, came in the next night and different truck. Amazing. My truck somehow was magically back from the shop, as a matter of fact. So, from its two-and-a-half-week service. <laughs> so nice to be back in something that will get down the road without too much of an issue that they took them two-and-a-half weeks to do an oil change. But, hey, well, you know, who am I to say? I'm sure they padded that bill with a bunch of fake stuff that they probably didn't do because the ironic, other ironic thing. So, that truck could get back. And what happened is... The light is still out because I had a burnt out bright light on the truck. Bright lights. And the truck comes back and the light's still burned out. So they didn't check anything. They don't check anything. So I don't even know if they actually do a service. Like I said, they've changed the sticker before on trucks that I've had where I know they didn't do it. But they didn't check the lights, you know. And so I gripe at them about that. Oh, we checked them. It was working. Here's the thing. I know it didn't work because my dim burned out. You know, the regular bulb burned out. And I switched it with the bright on this Cascadia with those kind of larger headlights, you know, with the bulbs in them. You can switch them. I don't know if you know that. If you don't know it, now you do. <clears throat> so you could switch those out. And so I'd switch the regular bulb for bright. All right. And so now the, the bright would have had a hole there. So I take the burnout bulb always and I put it back in. I always put it back in the thing there so that the washer, the little rubber washer, will lock in place and no water gets in there that way. It kind of holds it until you can get the light changed. You know, you don't get any water in it. Also, though, I didn't plug it in. 
Okay, so it was just in there, not really plugged in, not because I didn't need to plug it in, it doesn't work. So it was only in there. So they're saying, oh, we checked it or whatever. I know darn well they didn't check it. Okay, they didn't check it because it doesn't work when it isn't plugged in. And I know that bulb was burnt out. That kind of thing is very frustrating. Okay, it's very frustrating. Oh, well, we checked them. They were working here. And so when I got in, but I had them leave me a bulb because I said, oh, I guess I'll just do this myself. Just leave a bulb out there if you can't even be competent enough to do this work, you know. And I take the bulb. I open it. Still unplugged. Isn't that amazing? That's just amazing. It's still unplugged. So that's why I know they didn't check it. It didn't work. That kind of thing. So frustrating. So frustrating to have to do that. Not only it takes a minute to change that bulb, right? That wasn't any problem. But the idea is that it went through a service, and so the lights should be something they check. They don't even have to get in and move the switches around. This one's got one of those light test buttons, so they could just press that, and they all blink or whatever. So I darn well know they didn't check any of that. That stuff just getting frustrating, and this is why you know places uh, you know lose people. Not necessarily for pay, although going to a different place it's probably pay. But then you get there, and companies, you know, over time become cheap <laughs> cheap out on stuff that would never have have happened and so then people filter away from the place and you kind of finally have to say look either get me what i want or i'll go somewhere where i can get it and then they're like oh i guess we better do something or we're gonna be calling some expediter to uh you know a power only truck for five dollars a mile or whatever they get eight dollars a mile i guess i don't know how much you guys get you get that much to uh, to move this freight. And eventually you may have to do that, too. And I recommend it. And that's the part. That's the reason of keeping a clean record, I think, and really staying somewhere if you can for a period of time. So because I'm not concerned about that, you know, so if you have a clean record for a number of years and have been in the same company for a number of years, going somewhere else is just a phone call away. Right. If you just call 588-2300. You can get go anywhere you want any place you want they'll send samples to your house Samp they'll send you samples for stuff like that so that's my story for the week what do you think about that what do you think about that and my solution you know well, <laughs> you finally have to play the big card sometimes and i meant it right i absolutely meant it and i think he knew that by talking to me that morning after you know sitting in a empty parking lot is where i basically sat with a bunch of trailers now, the only reason i got to sit there is because i go there every day and know the guard Otherwise, I, nobody, you can't stay there overnight. Okay, you can't. But I know that guy. I've seen him for a long time. And so that worked out really good. Otherwise, I'd have been really in hose because if he'd have made me leave, I can't actually go anywhere. I couldn't even get up the street. I couldn't get to 500 feet anywhere. So it would have been a real problem. So uh, there you go. That's my story. And basically, I'm sticking to it. So now let's move over to some automotive news after my sad story. Toyota is in the news, and why? Well, get this. I don't know if you know this. Some cars, newer cars especially, I guess they would have to be. Cars from the 60s wouldn't have internet connection. So you can start your car from an app. Okay, you can open the doors. A lot of cars do this. This is not unusual. What they're doing now, Toyota is going to charge you to remote start your car a monthly fee. But not for the app. Okay, that's not unusual. A lot of places do that. They're going to charge you a monthly fee to remote start your car from your key fob. What do you think about that? BMW has been big on this, big. They've been uh, doing this monthly subscription thing for heated seats, among other things. And so Toyota's like, hey, that's a great deal. 
Stellantis, former uh, Iacocca Chrysler, came out and just talked about to their shareholders in their you know meeting or whatever that they do with shareholders how many hundreds of millions of dollars they are going to make in the next years of subscriptions. So they're going to ding you like the wife as. Uh, piped up and said you know cars are so expensive and then you're gonna have to pay another eight dollars a month a remote start and four dollars a month for your seat three dollars for the heated steering wheel right all these features are monthly fees on top of your car payment as a, you know or car note depending where you live right on top of all that stuff and you get out in the winter you're like oh crap the car didn't start oh all right i didn't give toyota four dollars right to remote start the car just kind of it's on the key fob but it they disable it in the car remotely just like uh you know kind of tesla ish so because cars now get to connect to the internet they're going to disable this stuff remotely i guess we're probably one of the last people ford still has an app that's free all right so not only does the car start with the key fob but you can start it with the app and they don't charge anything on new cars they might so we got it free I don't know, on new cars, maybe they'll start charging the same thing. I assume all, eventually all makers will go to this stuff. So you'll have your car payment and there'll be another $50, $80, $100 in there a month for all these different services. Now they did say, look, you can buy a package when you buy the car. Isn't it nice? So they'll have like a heated package maybe. And so uh, when you buy the car new, you'll get heated seats, uh, heated steering wheel, you know, maybe, uh, you know, whatever, and remote start package like winter kind of pack for you know $250 or $400 or something and that way they'll enable the seat for you in your BMW your 7 series BMW just paid $107,000 for you're going to throw a couple of hundred extra bucks in there so that they'll turn the heated seats on for you isn't that nice of them I thought that's pretty awesome so I was reading about that I thought you know what the solution here of course is to not buy the cars you got to say look this is ridiculous this is not happening. Maybe some maker will still come out. Uh, I picture it being like Hyundai, Kia maybe, and say, look, this kind of stuff is crazy. And so on our cars, the seats stay on. You don't have to worry about paying a monthly fee to turn on your heated seat. And I was thinking, well, I guess it'd be good. You didn't have to have them in the summer. But you know what? You shouldn't have to pay for five months at $8 a month to have the seats turned on as it is. How about you get to decide when you turn the seat on and don't turn it on in the car with the button, not that you hit the button. And I guess and on the display, it will say, you know, please enter your credit card. Oh, maybe it could be a one time use. What do you think about that? What do you think? One time use, one time use. So you get in the car and it's cold. And so you can enter your credit card and pay 38 cents to have one time use. What do you think? No. Yes. No. So you're saying yes. The I'm wife. The wife is pretty aggravated by that. No, there. Yeah. What about a one-time use? Okay. Oh, you, it says, would you like for 14 cents, would you like to add the heated steering wheel to your package for today for the next 24 hours? Oh my gosh. You know what? I wouldn't put it past them to be able to turn it on for one day, 20, 24 hour heated seat steering wheel remote start package. Like you're going on a trip or something. Please enter your credit card here. Oh, thank you for your purchase of 17 cents. Your, in moments, your heated seat will, and it just starts to warm up. Or as soon as it goes through, the seat starts to get warm. You're like, oh, that is so nice. And maybe a timer, a timer, like on the, like on the motel when the vibrating thing on the bed. And so like a timer pops up. You have one minute left of heated seats, and then the heated seat turns off and you're all cold. 
and you get like, oh, I gotta, I gotta renew my heated seat again. This kind of stuff, right? It's just kind of ridiculous, and uh, certainly the solution. I look. I'm going to tell you right now. I will not buy a BMW 7 Series because of it. Okay, I just won't. And I think all of you should take a pledge today to say, no matter what, you will never buy a BMW 7 Series because of this, or really any car. These kind of remote, uh, you know, all that kidding aside. Really, this kind of thing is stupid. They got a nickel and dime you, so you're out there and you're playing a forerunner, 50 grand. Right. And so then you got to they got to shove you for a few hundred extra bucks for a package or eight dollars a month to get the thing to remote start when it's 10 below zero. Come on. Uh, they should just figure all that into the price. It doesn't cost. The thing is, it doesn't cost them anything more after they build the car. The remote starts already built into the car. So there's really no cost to them for you to remote start your car once or every 20 minutes for the rest of the life of the car. It doesn't cost Toyota or BMW or any other maker any more money to do that, especially from the key, especially from the key. So it's just 100% profit. It's just a way to grab more money from people. Well, we can turn this off, so we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And uh, that that kind of thing is ridiculous. And, and certainly they're certainly allowed to do it. And then I'm allowed to not buy their vehicles. So that's, I think that's how we solve that problem, just like everything else. Don't buy the vehicles. That is the answer. And then you can just turn on the heated seats in your uh, 1979 Cadillac Sedan DeVille all you want, anytime you like. I think after all that, it's time to finally learn another reason why we are not on Mars. So we don't live on Mars because there's a bunch of dumb people here that we have to support with our tax dollars in one way or another. And today we go to West Virginia. Yes, I know what you're thinking. Mark, West Virginia is only populated by doctors and PhD candidates. But it turns out there's a dude living in a basement, cinder block, no windows, metal folding chair, card table, and a light hanging from a string. And he's sitting around thinking, dang it, you know what? I don't have a lot of teeth. Also, he's thinking... I need some quick cash. But how does he do that? Does he go to work? <laughs> no, that's for suckers. So he says, you know what? I got a plan. All right. So he puts down his Game Boy and heads on out to a home and burgles the home. Yes, that I know it is hard to believe. So he's burgling and he finds two diamond rings and he pockets those babies and then on the way out, he's like, you know what I need to do? Now, there's no one home at the time, okay? So he's like, you know what I should do right here? I need to check my Facebook because who knows who's logged in and maybe left a clever comment or meme. So he gets on the homeowner's computer, which is sitting on a computer desk, and logs into his Facebook account to check it, of course. Because you can't go five minutes without checking Facebook. And then, and so he logs into Facebook and checks his account. Apparently, no one had posted any clever cat pictures or anything else. So he leaves. The homeowner comes home, finds his house had been burgled, notices the rings that are missing, okay, from a jewelry box or whatever, and then looks at the computer and tells the cops who are there, because they call the police, right? Hey, guess what? Somebody logged into their Facebook from my computer. So the police, through many months of training, did a lot of detective work by simply locating this person 
from that Facebook who lived in the area, it's a big surprise, went to his basement, his dank, mold-filled, cinderblock basement apartment, found him with the rings, and arrested him. Hard to believe, really, that a genius like that got arrested for this for a crime and their expensive so felony felony charge of uh felony burgle apparently look here's the thing if you are going to go rob somewhere you do not log in to your facebook from someone's home computer and then and then leave the page up okay that's how the homeowner noticed it the page was up and it wasn't their page this is why we're not on Mars. Now, this person has to be housed. And believe me, this guy who probably missed his Mensa meeting that night because he was in jail um, has probably been in jail before. As hard as it is to believe that many criminals are repeat offenders. So how about we just lock up the repeat offenders and do not allow them to repeat again by keeping just them in prison and leaving the rest of us alone? So that somebody like this doesn't get out. And I hope that someone like this does not go to Mars with me when I'm there with Elon Musk driving around that Tesla that he has out there orbiting. And uh, that is going to do it for today. We thank our dumb criminal and everyone else for listening in Belarus and all over the place. If you have a story or something you'd like me to look at, uh, send it to Mark at TruckingAnswersNation.com. I would love to see your story your trucking story, or anything else. So that's where we're going to go. Be sure to check out YouTube. That uh, is the main breadth of Trucking Answers, and we'll be back soon with another podcast.